With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in, Miller and Condon on a Monday. I imagine there's a few of you out there listening this morning, and we're grateful that at least some of you are, and likely for the time being. We will take you up here until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 on the FM dial. Trent Condon, Ken Millers, we are back to local programming. Uh, BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Bottom of the hour, former Hawk Wade looking bill will help Trent and I get inside Oregon and Iowa. A game that tips down the hall at 11.15 if you can't be in front of your TV. I know a lot of you are at the office uh, and I'm assuming most of you know the WHO 1040 News Radio WHO has the game. Dolph and Bobby Hansen have the call uh, at 11.15 if you uh, can't be in well if you can be cbs has the has the television here getting underway at 11 but we'll talk to wade looking bill at 10 30 and then counter programming away from the big 10 beginning at 11 we will catch up with our friend matt postens from heartland college sports take a look at the big 12 how they have done thus far uh in march madness and potentially how uh they will uh look today they've got what kansas is left is that their only big? Is that the only Big Twelve team playing today? I want to say it is. No, Oklahoma, Gonzaga oh, against Gonzaga. At least nope. they'll be on the same floor with Gonzaga. You don't think that one's going to be Trent, a good one? I don't. I I see the number at fourteen, and I'm thinking to myself, if you're looking, if you're having uh, the, the shakes to do one alternate line, yeah, that might be it. I mean, I get it. Norfolk State was coming off their the, the, the Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. It's twelve eleven at one point, and then blink of an eye, ninety eight fifty five final just in forty three point win. Anyway, so we'll talk to Matt Postens on the Big Twelve. They have two more participants here today. Kansas and uh, OU. Uh, in that eleven twenty five, Chris Dobertine will join us. We will take a look at the weekend thus far. Uh, just an amazing, amazing weekend. You know, I have this argument, not argument, debate with you, um, March or October. Mm-hmm. I'm an October guy. Yep. You're a March guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, maybe, maybe it's just, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. What flavor of ice cream do you like better? Yeah, that's just it. But it's you really know good. what? It's just elevated itself because you miss it for a year, and then you witness what we saw this past weekend, one upset after another. Trent, dogs, outright, are dogs against the spread in this tournament. Do you know what they are? Let's see. We have had, to this point, uh, 43 games. 43 games, 30 and 13. 
Not bad. That's a pretty good guess. Twenty eight and fifteen. Twenty eight. Twenty eight and fifteen. Just by, blindly bet the dogs. You're you're way in front. Yeah. You are way in front. Your tournament is made, and I have a feeling that there's going to be more uh, here going the win column today. Hopefully, the Pac 12s unbelievable start to this tournament comes to an end, and I believe it will. So let's start there for a second. Let's just take a quick look again. Wade looking built the bottom of the hour. We'll get into more a whole lot. We'll spend all of that time with Wade um, coming up here in about twenty five minutes maybe look back at some of the unbelievable games we've seen so far what's the one game that sticks in what's the one game so far in this entire tournament that first pops into your head it's Loyola it is beating Illinois in the way they did it the way that they did it we've had these upsets before we of course you and I beating Kansas we've seen it what Kentucky lost to UAB right one year as a number one seed in an eight nine game these happen from time to time Mm -hmm. but the fashion that Loyola did that the clinic defensively, making Illinois, an elite offensive team, look like they didn't have a clue. And they didn't. Of what they were going to do. Yeah. Crutwig, yeah. undersized center out there, right. playing old man basketball. Yep. The bounce passes, guys coming off with the old UCLA cut off of him. It's old school that basketball. Goofy mustache of his. He, he just, he looks like a goober. Yeah. It is a team. Yep. You go and you play at the wine. They've been playing together for a decade and right. they run better teams off the floor. Absolutely. That's what that group is. Uh. And if you love defensive basketball, just watch what that team does. It it is is an absolute clinic. what it is. Yeah. It is a clinic of how to play defensive Mm -hmm. basketball. And now, are they the favorite to come out of that region in your mind? Yes, Trent. After Houston survived. Yeah, and they shouldn't have. They should not Rutgers got a – Rutgers fans, that's going to be a tough one to swallow. They Mm -hmm. had that game. I don't know why they went into the slowdown the way that they did and just instead of just – they didn't have a big enough lead, as they kept saying over and over and over again. Just keep doing what you're doing. They were doing it fine. Um, Yeah, that that region, it's fun. Uh, Watching Syracuse and Buddy Bayheim. what a thrill it must be for the Bayheims, right? I mean, what an amazing, amazing story uh, that these two are writing. Oregon State and the Pac-12 – Oklahoma State was up, what, 9-4 to four at one point? I'm thinking to myself, here we go. Uh, the Cade Cunningham uh, show is going to live till the next weekend, not so fast. Beavers had other thoughts on that one. Oral Roberts, uh, that trio. You know what this tournament reminds you of? You just you see so many guys you've never seen, right? right. Yeah. I'm watching Eastern Washington. I now know what the what with a couple of the wildlings did once Game of Thrones ended. They went back to their spot on Eastern Washington. Those two brothers, Trent, they looked like they walked off the set of Game of Thrones. And look what they're doing! What an amazing story! I wish they could have um, sealed the deal and completed the win. Um, yeah, it's great. It's so good. You don't know what you uh, what you uh, how bad you missed it till it's gone. Mm-hmm. And man, I've uh, I was reminded of that all weekend long. Now we had this debate. Our conversation about what's this going to be like? You know, do you like it? What's, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now they're doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Do you like it? Yeah, I think I'm okay with it. Now I don't think I'm okay with it. And this was the one factor that I said, regardless of who it is, and that it impacts us with Iowa playing this 11 game, 11 o'clock game. So many people, and I know a lot of industries, it's very easy. I'll just call in sick or. <laughs> Use a sick day, use a personal day, whatever it is. But there's plenty of places out there that you can. Right. And guess what? There's a lot of Hawkeye fans that don't have their kind of flexibility for their job. Right. And for them... Now, there's still a lot of people working from home. Right, yes. And for them, yeah, it's easy. Right. But that's not... No, I know. That's not everybody. It's not, Trent. And Thursday, Friday, you're used to it. You're, uh-huh. you're kind of... All right, that's what 
what it is. But here on a Monday, and, and playing, a couple of vacation days Thursday, Friday. right? But playing here for a Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. it's just it's different than the first round mm-hmm. and the spectacle of all that. Couldn't there have been a way to push us back just even a little bit? And I understand this tip time. You mean like, right? So for for everybody okay. and. Yeah, we're not going to have our first game until say four o'clock Eastern, mm-hmm. three o'clock our time. Kind of go that route. You're playing nine a.m. Pacific, and weird for the people out there. Yep. It just for Iowa trying to get to a Sweet Sixteen for the first time in more than two decades, and so much of the fan base won't even be able to see it. I know or it's unfortunate. They're going to have it on the DVR when they get home, and they'll know have, have shut off their phone or tried. Yeah. But then you got the idiot in the corner. That's a Iowa State fan, and all he's got is the Big 12, so he's hating the Big 10. I mean, you know it's going to be, and I really feel for those people mm-hmm. because this is your team, yep. and this is the biggest basketball moment they've had in a long time and the best opportunity to get here in a long time. Trent, is massive, and I, I think that anything else other than a win here today in this season, as good as it's been, as fun as it's been, uh, has to be labeled a disappointment if they don't advance into yes. the Sweet 16. How about the Big Ten overall? I mean, Trent... The right side of the bracket, they're out. <laughs> There's no one left yeah. from the Big Ten on the right side of the bracket. Three chances today. Maryland, obviously Iowa, um, and where else we go? Well, there's uh, Michigan, Michigan, LSU. Look, I'd give LSU a heck of a chance to win that game. Yeah, Alabama's no. a two seed. I think Maryland could beat them. And, of course, the Hawks. If I had to rank them, I'd say Iowa's got the best chance to move on. And here's why. I mean, Trent, Oregon... Their big dude, their 6'11 guy, a sophomore, he's been out since December. And Oregon's got one kid on the roster that's got any size to him. Kepnong is his name. He's a freshman. Trent, he averages two points and one rebound. Yeah. And he doesn't play. I mean, that's just, he, does, he hasn't played double-digit minutes in... Since, Febu- or since February at some point. Here's his last, here's his last five games. Three minutes, five minutes, four minutes, six minutes, one minute. Points, zero, three, zero, two, zero. So there's a bunch of six, seven, six, eight dudes that are going to be asked to, you know, to slow down Luca Garza here today. I do not think that this is a good matchup for the Ducks. And I think I speak for a very happy fan base that uh, that, that would be the case. They'd be very happy. Now, this team can score. Yep. They can score in bunches. And that is the concerning part from the Iowa perspective, I, I think, of just... But so can the Hawks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is going to be played at a pace that Iowa likes. Mm-hmm. But you got Bohannon going mm-hmm. against a 6'6 guy. Yep. And that's the other part, yep. is this is, though they're not big inside, they're long across the mm-hmm. board. So does that mean Bohannon and Frederick, not a real big guy himself, Squeezing off those shots becomes a little bit more difficult because of the depth. And I think you're going to see certainly more zone than you used to see with the Altman team. They're going to be pressuring you. They're going to yeah. be full court press. That's what they do. They turn you over, and Oregon easily can hit 12, 14 threes. That, that's, that's how good this team is shooting I in basketball. I think we're going to see a lot of Keegan Murray today. Aha. This is one where yeah. the hook's going to be pretty quick yep. for Connor. I think so. Yeah. Here's their starting five. 6-5, 6-6, 6-6, 6-6, 6-6. Mm-hmm. Maury, the old Rutgers guy, you remember him at Rutgers? I be- uh, when you see him, you be oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, okay. No, not a fan of But he never even played in. I mean, he was a power forward for Rutgers mm-hmm. because they had Johnson. So mm-hmm. he's not your traditional big inside. They're going to pack it in, though. They're going to play zone. They're, yep. And they're going to be throwing doubles all over the place. And there's going to be guys coming after Luca every single yep. time. They're going to try and get. They, they, Altman came out and said, we're going to try yeah. and get him in foul trouble. Well, good luck. I mean, he's a smart player. 
He's a smart player, uh, and so far, for the most part, he's been able to avoid that. I think Luca's going to have a massive, massive day. But we've seen Luca had big days in the past, mm-hmm. and it hasn't ended go- ended up going uh, the Hawks' way. They scored he- forty against Teske, and they right. lost by fifteen right. against Michigan a year ago. I remember it well. Um, Anyway, so let let's get to the tournament itself. It's been unbelievable watching these games and and are you okay with the fact that we've got a you know an 11, a 14, uh what what's smart what's punch tickets? We've got a 15, a 12 and 8 and an 11 have punch tickets so far to the Sweet 16. I'm good with it. I am too. Absolutely good with it. And we're going to watch regardless and the storylines that are there. But we're going to see, I'm sure, TV numbers go down, because guess what? Do you think that they will? Yes, because every single sport has gone down. Even yeah. football went down no, in true. the pandemic. I, I just think people have changed. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing people jump back and gravitate as quickly back to but it. But this is the one we missed, though. This it is. This is the one event that was missed. But we also don't have Kentucky mm-hmm. and Duke. Mm-hmm. And the number one pick, Kate Cunningham, mm-hmm. lost gone. in the round of 32. Yep. Yep. And I think that is going to be impactful. Oral Roberts, it's yeah. a great story. It is. The, the people, though, of Tulsa, yeah. not really going to impact the TV numbers very good. Getting Arkansas back, yeah, that's great. You have Loyola. And though they're Chicago's Boy, team. Musselman was pumped up. Did you see him yeah. jump up on the scores he table was. at the end of the game? He was calling out uh, Todd Furman after the game, too. Was he? Yeah, Todd Furman apparently uh, did a hit and said the coaching advantage. It was a huge mismatch. Is that what he said? In the coaching, yeah. So he called him out <laughs> yeah, just, after the game. He, Musselman, he's, he's a character. No, he is. But as you mentioned, if Texas Tech had hit a damn layup for uh, Ryan Hall, Trent, they had two uncontested back-to-back at the end. Um, if I, your bracket's I, still doing good... <laughs> Do you know college basketball? I, I great question. You know what I found myself wishing that I was thinking this weekend? God, I missed listening to other people talk about their fantasy football teams. Ah, <laughs> uh, brackets blowing up again. <laughs> right? Yes, everybody's is. Everybody's is. Unless you're my wife, she's in second place in a big contest. And that's the, and, and uh, she hates college basketball. That's just it. Yeah. That that's the type of fan or or non fan that this is their year. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. If you had Oregon State in your Sweet Sixteen, how? Unless you watched the Pac-12 tournament, right? you didn't watch that team play. They no. are a completely different team. Watching them last mm-hmm. night and every single response. Kid Cunningham maybe should have started putting the pedal down a little bit earlier. I thought so, too. He didn't have a good first 20 minutes. But Trent, when they cut it to three, with how much time left? Three, mm-hmm. 50, 340, whatever? Yep. I thought they were going to win. I did, too. Yeah. And then he just went ice cold. And there was a response. Uh-huh. That was Oregon State. Yep. You know, you uh, you brought up the Big Ten and the conference affiliation as a whole. I know this is an argument between what we deal with here, Iowa and Iowa State, mm-hmm. and our conference is better beating the chest. And this is me more of a fan. I was smiling ear to ear watching Illinois lose. I I hate Illinois. <laughs> I, I want them yeah. to lose. Right. I want Ohio State to lose. Uh-huh. Oral Roberts, yes. Yeah. Because I don't like those guys. Mm-hmm. You want Wisconsin embarrassed. Yes. Yeah. And they were for yeah. long stretches of that game. I don't like these teams. Right. And I have really always struggled to wrap my mind around cheering for the teams that are your rivals. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't do it. The the whole, and I think this has gone to another level with the SEC chance that started in football for years and years now. And I think that's where it's taken it to another level. Yeah, if you're having a down year like Iowa State, okay, you cheer for those guys. I can understand that. But if you're Iowa, you want to see Illinois again? No, bounce them out of the tournament. 
get them out of there. Yeah. If you're going to make a run, right. yes, hopefully that thing opens up. And you would love to never have to see another Big Ten mm-hmm. team because if that happens, it means you're playing in the Final Four. That's the earliest it could happen. That's what you want to see. I Maybe it's just the way that I'm built as a fan, but no, I am not going to cheer for Illinois. I'm not cheering for the Buckeyes. I'm not cheering for the stinking Badgers. No, absolutely not. But you could, oh, your, your conference is terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is my team still playing? Right. Then I'm happy. That's all that matters. I'm with you. So I see it a little bit differently because I'm not a, a quote a fan. Right? right. I didn't grow up here, and um, and and I I watched more Big Ten basketball this year. And I'm like I said, I on uh, last week I thought that the Big Ten would win every one of their first round matchups. I said as much, and they got destroyed. Um, the Pac-12 has been the story so far this year. You know who else is a story? That I thought was an early out as far as the one seeds, and I was dead wrong. And now I'm starting to think that um, here we go. We're going to see Gonzaga and Baylor like a lot of people thought that they would. Mm-hmm. Baylor's back to being Baylor, Trent Condon. And I didn't think he was going to come back. Nor did I. And it's all on the, predicated on the defensive end of the floor. Mm-hmm. They look like Baylor looked uh, prior to their th- to whatever it was, COVID shutdown. The Bears are back. I hate, I mean, it's one versus one what I'm about to say, and mm-hmm. that's not the way the first three days of the tournament was was uh, has unfolded, but it sure seems like we're headed to Gonzaga-Baylor. Because we, for a while, talked ourselves into Michigan, and then they stubbed their toe at the end. Well, the injury. And then we talked ourselves into Illinois, mm-hmm. and, and we saw what happened, mm-hmm. and oh, that Alabama system's really fun. Yep. And that, Oklahoma State, the Alabama way Alabama didn't play great themselves. The no, other night. Alabama it, got lucky to win. It's and now they get Maryland to it. No, maybe not lucky, but I only gave them all they wanted. No, I think you're right because for the first basically two months of the season, it was these are the two best teams. We're supposed to see them play, mm-hmm. and we'll see it again for the national championship. Right. That narrative died. Yes. And we're trending back ultimately. Mm-hmm. We ultimately get back to kind of where we started this college basketball season. Uh, let's get Nate into the program again. Wade Looking Bill coming up uh, at 10.30. We'll talk to the former Hawk, pick his brain on what he sees. Uh, Oregon uh, and Iowa again. 11.15 is tip-off for that one. At 11.05, we'll come back with some Big 12 conversation and then Chris Dobertine on the tournament overall. Nate, uh, welcome to the program. Nate, how are you? Hey, good. Uh just want to kind of haven't ventured into the sports betting apps yet or not, uh, but I think I'm going to have to start getting into it. Uh, just thanks to you, Ken. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, anytime that you're going to be very certain and you talk very highly of something happening, <laughs> you're going to bet against it, and I'm surefire to win. You ruined it for the Chiefs, you, you know. You <laughs> and then so high on the Big Ten, go like, yeah. love listening to you guys, and all week last week, just, oh, anything to, I'm just going to pick every Big Ten team, just going to pick every Big Ten team. and <laughs> Down in flames, my friend. Hey, uh. what do you think about those Chiefs? Uh, I, I love what they've done, the offensive line. Um, I'm still worry about tackle i guess i mean it depends on where these guys are going to play i've got rid of schwartz you know, not, yeah. you know yeah. not uh not world beater tackles but pretty i mean pretty good no i like schwartz and, i think schwartz is a hell of I, yeah, a player schwartz is, yeah I, I, i'm kind of concerned about the future i'm i don't think they'd release him if they knew that he's not i mean he might not play again yeah as, as good of a player as he is i mean a great guy. He's uh, really good in the community, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, potentially may not be doing the thing he loves anymore. No, you're but, you're right. Uh, 
Hey, Nate, uh, get out there, sign up online, and I've got a couple of plays that I like coming up, so uh, that's <laughs> a go against. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Nate, good to hear from you. Thank you. Thanks, yep, have a good week. Uh, 1020 here on uh, Miller and Condon. Um, the Baylor story, really good. Mm-hmm. Loyola story, really good. Uh, what else from that side of the bracket stuck out to me? Just just seeing some guys. I mean, I never watched Eastern Washington. Right. Never yeah, once. Yeah. Couldn't take my eyes off. Oral Roberts doing what they did. Great story. Abilene Christian. We talked about them earlier in the week, and I told you that as a Christian university, that is yeah. premarital sex is not allowed. Oh, you did. That's, you did mention that, yeah. <laughs> but it's a school from Texas. They get their shot against mm-hmm. Texas. And now Shaka. Well, did you seven the, years in without a win in the NCAA know, tournament? And they've got a decision to make. They showed the two gyms, Abilene Christian's gym, a side by side with the Longhorns gym. <laughs> a little bit of a difference. One looks like a high school, the other's a palace for crying out loud. Ah, the stories have been unbelievable. It's been really good. The broadcasters have been terrific. Um, I love Barkley and the mm-hmm. Jet, and Andy Katz has been a great addition. Don't yes, you he think? has. Yes, he belongs on that. And that guy has been hustling ever since he got oh, cut by man. ESPN. And that first really big, yep. what like four hundred and some mm-hmm. people had got cut. And the NCAA snapped him up, right? Yes, That's where he yep. fr- and he's still there, I think. He is. Yep. But does some work for Big Ten Network. He's mm-hmm. always been one of my favorites. Going back when he was basically just a writer before those guys expanded out. Yeah, it's it was great to see him there. Um, did you see Barkley ripping on Hawkeye Elvis? I did, I did. I knew it wouldn't go over well. No, to no surprise, it yep. didn't. Uh, certainly in the uh, eastern part of the state. Uh, <laughs> Barkley's terrific. Barkley's terrific. Uh, they're, they're all good. They're all, And even the other team, if you want to call them that, Except I didn't get what was the dancing thing all about? Did you see that? It was some promo, I believe, was is, it? is what it was, yeah. Uh Wally. He was yeah. uh Zerbiak's good too. Zerbiak, yes. I like Zerbiak. Yep. Um and I see him a lot during the year. Do you? Just because I watch I love that CBS Sports Network two twenty one mm-hmm. on direct mm-hmm. TV. I think they do both college football and basketball, about as good of a job of just talking about the college sports and and digging into it as anybody. So I see Wally a lot. I told you before, Gary Parrish is one of my favorites. He's always a part of that, too. So uh, I find myself there. Yeah, Wally's really good, really talented guy that understands it. And I would say the best dancer of the three, right? Look better than Clark. I I, I flipped. (laughs) That was enough for you? Yeah, that was enough for me. So uh, as we prepare for Iowa, Oregon, as the cancellation is announced with VCU, Uh how surprised were you? Not, because apparently it's it's really bad. Right. It was. But I thought we were at a point where this wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm just, I was being short-sighted. Well, did you see how, we don't know. It's not like you can trace the COVID infection. You you just can't. But at their tournament. Their conference tournament. That's where the referee that's really struggling with COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. You remember the six of them, they all went out for steak. They checked yep. in their hotel. They tried to. It wasn't ready. Higgins and company, they all went to try and get something to eat. Well, one of those officials worked at their conference tournament, and he's he's sicker than any of the others. The other I mean, part. He's in a real fight. I heard the story of, so they completely changed the way they did the A-10 tournament compared where it's normally. Yeah, they got to Dayton so they could it would be an easier trek over. Yes, that was the, the theory behind it. They had basically a week between their semifinals mm-hmm. and the championship game. They changed that up and they were just going to play this one then single championship game and then make your way down to Indianapolis for the winner. But as they did that. There was no bubble. There was no bubble. 
the hotel that VCU was staying at, Matt right. Norlander was talking about this. Their hotel it was packed of people not wearing masks. Right. And and weren't there for basketball. There was right. another event that they were there for. Yes, there was like an AAU tournament that was going on. There was a couple mm-hmm. other things that were happening. It was people that had no affiliation to the Atlantic 10 tournament and people that weren't wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Hotel staff apparently was yelling at people, you need to wear masks. Nobody did. Mm-hmm. Could have been caught there again. But I didn't think we were getting... Once we got to that point, especially by the time we got to Saturday, yeah. thought all systems go. You know, mm-hmm. Virginia went out there. They got to play their game. Kansas went out there. They played there. At that point, I thought it was over, and then I was playing, and, oh, by the way, winner of this one gets Oregon. Yeah. And, just, and I was also really looking forward to seeing that Oregon-VCU game on top of it, right. which maybe led to my disappointment. Do just, you think it gives an edge either way? Do you believe in layoffs? Do you believe in... It's been that? 10 days since they last played. Here's, here's one thing I don't believe. There was a, it was put out that when the schedule came out that today's game started at 11 o'clock... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nine o'clock on their body clock. They've yeah. been there for a week. Yeah, yeah, they're they, fine. They did take a red eye to get there this morning. <laughs> right, they've been there. Right, a little bit different for them. I'm going to guess. I did see that twice they have had this long of layoff. Oregon has this year, and both times they did not play very well. One of them was one of the losses to Oregon State. The other one, they barely got by a bad Washington State team. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could connect us some dots. Mm-hmm. You're laying the five and a half, huh? Well, I'm not going to bet it, but if I would, well, I would. Uh, after what Nate said, maybe that's not a great thing either. <laughs> uh, real quick, let's uh, let's uh, Drake. They deserve some love. It was, it was great to see they ran out of gas the second half. That they were right in it after 20 minutes. It was what a three point game, mm-hmm. uh, if memory serves, and then just way too much USC and way too much height. Um, they're just bigger. And USC Mobley got it going. Both Mobleys got it going. Uh, but a hell of a run out of Drake and a hell of a run out of DeVries, especially when you consider that Hemphill, he played, what, 10 minutes the first game, and I think he was 15, 16, something like that in the USC loss. But uh, Wilkins really struggled to shoot the basketball in both games. He made his first shot of the tournament, then he only made one more. Yesufu was terrific early. They kind of figured him out mm-hmm. uh, uh, late in the game. Sturts. He starts. He does. You know, he's not going to wowie. He's not going to fill it up most nights, but he's going to play solid basketball. But an heck of a run for Drake, just getting to where they're at, and good for the Valley because now they're starting to add up. Right, every time you get one of those wins, you put more money into the conference coffers. Uh, and with Loyola still being alive, everybody in the conference shares that money. And the further they go, the more money comes to the conference. So Drake put one share in, and Loyola's put a couple of shares in so far. So hats off to uh, to the Missouri Valley Conference, and good for Drake just being there and participating. And um, bar's been set for next year. Well, and I'm very happy to see this because after Wichita and Creighton left. I was told by so many people that there would never again be a multiple bid mm-hmm. Missouri Valley. No. And I never believe that. This league has endured. It has adapted. And though I thought the Loyola choice was a terrible oh, one. Of course. Yep. <laughs> Valpo has been fine at the very most. But Loyola has turned into the program they are. And this league is good enough. You put together a non-conference schedule good enough where, yes, you can have multiple teams in. And to see multiple teams get in. Pick up victories and the victory shares that you said to go along mm-hmm. with it. It shows you this conference is not dead. There's still a power as a mid-major, and that's a good thing for us in this market. Have the Missouri Valley Conference matter, and to be able to play good level basketball, that's a good thing. And to have Drake be a part of it, and now with Tucker DeVries coming in for the next four mm. years, I think you're going to see even more ascension from this program. I do. We just have just a note just crossed Twitter pursuant to the Missouri Valley Conference. Apparently, according to 
uh, Channel 5 in the Twin Cities, Ben Jacobson, has interviewed over the weekend for the Gophers job. Mm. Uh, what is it? KSTP is reporting that uh, Ben Jacobson had his had an interview. Doesn't mean he's taken it. He's right. interviewed before. But Trent, this has always been the one seemingly. If there's going to be a move made, um, I mean, yeah. how many more opportunities is he going to get? Right? And I, I, yeah, at this point in his career, now his boys are going to be. I want to say going to be seniors in high school. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That's tough. Yep. Yeah, to to leave where I mean they grew up, they've lived there their mm-hmm. whole lives. That's and, tough. And to leave your senior year, maybe the timing isn't right, but timing might not be there again. That's and, just it. You wonder what else is out there, who else they've interviewed at this point, but an interesting nugget there. Mm-hmm. And you're right. This has always been the job that I think concerned Panther fans more than anything. An upper Midwest guy, Minnesota, his family's from up there. It makes a whole lot of sense, and it's a big jump up. And at this point in your career, kind of the time is now, right? It seems like it. Yeah. We'll see something to follow. Uh, 10.30, Wade Looking Bill will follow this uh, these commercials. We'll come back. We'll talk to the former Hawk, get his take on Oregon and Iowa. I'll pick his brain on the Big Ten teams that are still alive as well. How many? Top of your head right now. How many make it to the Sweet 16? Three chances left. Michigan, mm-hmm. Maryland, mm-hmm. Iowa. Two. Who's the other? It's Iowa and Maryland. Maryland picks off Bama. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm crazy. We will see. Miller and Condon, 1030 on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.1. Human Services. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. 10.35 on a Monday. You know one of the other head scratches we've seen so far? The kid from Oral Roberts' pronunciation of his name, Max Abmas. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced Ace-mas, A-B-A-B-M-A-S, Ace-mas. I wouldn't have got that one. Nor, nor would I. I mean, there's no C. But anyways, not a big deal. Just one of these little nuggets. Who, who watched Oral Roberts ever, right? Did you? They had uh, Arkansas down 10 the last time they played earlier this season. Yeah. Who'd you have? Nobody. Uh, you didn't play that I didn't game. fire at that one. Uh, let's get Wade looking, Bill, in here. Wade, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. That's kind of how I feel, just how special uh, this uh, first three days have been at this tournament. Uh, it's been unbelievable. Boy, oh boy. Really, uh, really uh, uh, emphasizes just how much we missed it last year after this first three days, doesn't it? How are you? Yeah, it really has. How are you guys? Yeah, it just, it's just something I think we don't... Um, no one expected, but we should have expected with, with the way the last, you know, 14 months have gone. Just, this is probably what we, what we should get is, is this craziness. Yeah, we're certainly seeing that. Are you good with that? I know Trent and I, we're good with no Kentucky and no Duke, and we're good with an 11 and a 12 and a 15 making their way all the way to the sweet 16. I think it's great. Might not happen every year, but for this year, couldn't love it anymore. Well, I think it's great. I think it's great. I I think there'll still be enough of, you know, whether it's Gonzaga or Baylor or teams like that, but then you throw in, you know, who doesn't like Sister Jean up there <laughs> in the Raptors with her flower on her wrist watching yeah. the game? I mean, it's just, it's, it's kids and it's college basketball, and, and I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty special. It is. Well, let's go back before we look forward at the game, tipping off here in a little more than a half hour. 
And a look back at Grand Canyon, a big part, I think, of the storyline was Grand Canyon for when we had normal years. We saw that student section, just how crazy mm-hmm. it is. They brought a big group along with they them, and they the were ball. dancing and having fun out there. But more than anything, it just felt like Iowa got out to that early lead and kind of coasted their way into a victory. Your takeaway from Saturday night. I think it was fine. I, I think they took care of business. You know, uh, Garza sat a little bit that first half. Um, I think you really saw that their best lineup is probably with Keegan Murray yep. and, and, and for Connor. You know, I just think that Connor does a lot of good things, but he doesn't, you know, but he's the he's the same player as, as Wieskamp, as Frederick, really as Jordan. Just, you know, it's a, you know Connor's a, he's a, he's a right fielder, in baseball, playing basketball. And he's solid. He's solid, but he doesn't really do anything that the other kids can't do. So um, so I, I think once they kind of figured that out, they got rolling, and then it just goes into a win. You know, they just they just got it done, and they and they survived in advance, and that's all you need to worry about this time of year. No, no doubt. And you know what else it does, too, when he's not in the game? And I like him. He's uh, The way he feeds the post, he's been terrific at doing that with Gars all year long. But he's no threat to shoot, right? I mean, teams back yeah. off. They they when dare they, him to shoot, Wade. When they when they double off Connor, there is there is no there's no there's no there's no repercussions, and and and, and that's what they're going to have to do today because with Oregon, and I'm by no means an, an, an Oregon expert, but they don't have a lot of size, no. so they're going to double a lot, and that's going to leave guys open. But you're right when they double off Connor, he is not he's just not a threat to to knock that shot down consistently. So also going to be pressure here, Dana Altman for years, a, a pressing coach, a guy that. Much like the coach that you played under, Dr. Tom Davis, it yeah. is going to be uh, not quite 94 minutes of hell like the Hogs back in the day, but they're going to put it out you. And because of their length on the perimeter, Jordan Bohannon, Joe Toussaint, C.J. Frederick, not the tallest of guards out there, what that pressure can do and maybe some problems it could pose for Iowa. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna pressure Jordan from mm-hmm. once he steps inside that, that out-of-bounds line from 93 feet away. He's going to get a lot of pressure. So... They're going to have to get some help. You know, Jordan does a lot of things, but he's not going to blow by you on a on a one man press break. Um, but I think I think they'll be fine. You know, if those guys can all handle it. Even even Luca can, can can come up and take a couple two and three dribbles. But Wieskamp, Frederick, Keegan can handle it. You know, obviously Connor McCaffrey's a point guard, so they'll be fine. They just got to, you know, Oregon's good. I mean, you know, when you look at what the Pac-12 done in in, in, in the tournament. It's very surprising, and this this was the best team in that conference all year long. I mean, they, they they lost a couple close games, just kind of looking at their schedule, and then they got beat by Oregon State, who is you know maybe the hottest team in the country right now. But this team's pretty good. They got that L.J. Figueroa, that chance from from St. John's really helped them kind of solidify everything. But not a lot of size. But I think the pace of play helps Iowa. You know, you look at Illinois getting beat yesterday by by uh, Loyola. Loyola dictated that pace. He mm-hmm. slowed it down. That's not how Illinois wanted to play. Um, I think this pace will help Iowa. You know, just more possessions, more chances for points. They're going to make some mistakes, but I think it's a game that they win by five or seven. You know, but Oregon's a pretty good team for a seven seed. Yeah, indeed they are. Wade Looking Bill is our guest. So, Wade, uh, what, what do you make of the layoff? Uh, Oregon, that's uh, the Altman's when he was asked yesterday. 
Uh, he's concerned about rust, and he says that the first 10 minutes he hopes that, um, you know, he's worried that, that Iowa might be able to jump on them early because of the rust factor, because they're trying, you know, they're, they're, they're speeding up when maybe they're letting the game t- come to them. Oregon, I'm talking about. That's Altman's fear, the fact that they haven't played in 10 days. Could you see that happening? I think it's going to help Iowa. I think it's going to help Iowa. You know, I don't think it's going to be a huge swing in deciding the, the outcome of the game. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to help Iowa. You know, especially with, with, with what they are doing now with the bubble. And I, and I don't know what the Pac-12 did with their conference tournament, but it sounds like with the Iowa kids, or really any of the kids playing in the tournament, they're just, they're just in their hotel room by themselves, no roommates, or they're at practice. And there's just not a lot of anything else that's going on, and that would be that would be awful. I mean, besides watching games on TV, they're not doing much. So I think that's going to help Iowa initially, and, and maybe that's a that, that's a chance where they can get out to a fifteen to five lead. You know, jump on them early. They're going to be a little rusty from, from from shooting the ball from three, maybe, and take advantage of it. The environment that you've seen, it's not full buildings. Some of the buildings small. Where Iowa played on Saturday night, it's a, a gym that's, what, just under 7,000 people. They go to Banker's Life today. A few more people will be able to get in there. And then, of course, some of the games are happening in Lucas Oils. They have two courts set up there. As you've seen that environment, the NCAA tournament, for the TV product, it's great. What do you think it's like that, though, for those guys there that dreamed of these moments? And, well, it's a smattering of fans that are there as opposed to a full gym. Yeah, you know... We're missing out because, you know, that's one thing with the, with the tournaments, you know, like, like yesterday again, everybody would have been cheering for Loyola Chicago because everybody that doesn't cheer for Illinois wants them to get beat. You know, mm-hmm. so as, as the other team's fans come into the mm-hmm. building, they would have all been jumping on the, the uh, Cinderella, the, the, the underdog. And we're, we definitely are, are, are missing out on that. Now, I think the NCAA's been pretty good, you know, besides VCU and, that sounds like that was maybe more their conference tournament mm-hmm. situation, but you know they've been pretty good, and I'm not one to really congratulate the NCA about <laughs> much of anything. But at least we're playing. Um, I don't know how 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 does the fan thing work? Do you guys know like how, how do you buy tickets? Is it just does each team get so many, or you just go up to the to the box office and buy a ticket, or how does it work? I think that the capacity for the Hawks today, uh, Keith Murphy tweeted this, 3,800, okay. I believe. I saw pe- that. Yeah, people get in. I, I don't know. No, I don't know the answer to that. Um, maybe, maybe each player gets so many, and then it's just, you know, for whoever whoever wants to buy them or whoever can buy them. I, I, I don't know. It's interesting. But they've been okay. I mean, we're, we're still playing games, and I just I just hope there's not, you know, a game next weekend or whenever that would be like a like an an elite eight game where something happens because that would be that'd be tough that'd be tough so we'll see so wait what do you make of the Pac twelve the fact that they've gone through this thing unscathed whereas the Big Ten I think most people thought the best conference that we saw throughout the regular season has really struggled the right side of the bracket they're all out on that side three teams alive uh, in the Big Ten Maryland. Obviously, Michigan and the Hawks. Do you read anything uh, that the Pac-12 is doing what they've done so far? You know, I, I watched UCLA play a couple times because I'd, I'd never, you know, they were playing Michigan State, and then they were the were they the marquee game last, yesterday or something, or I forget it all blends together. But they got good players. I mean, I don't know they got. I don't know how they finished so poorly in that league, and um, it, it just is really strange. I, I think maybe part of it is. 
we put too much emphasis on teams winning their conference tournaments. You know, Illinois out, Texas out. Georgetown was a joke. They were terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at Oregon State, who kind of rallied around, and they've been playing elimination games now for, for two weeks. Um, with with Illinois yesterday, I, I don't know why they didn't press. I don't know why they didn't speed that game up, and it was probably not a great seed for, for, for Leola. They were probably too low. But again, don't let them dictate the tempo. You know, press, be physical, do some things to, to speed the game up. It just it, it didn't make any sense just watching that game unfold. Now, the style of play that we see in the Big Ten, the physicality, the Michigan States, Wisconsin's, Rutgers of the world, that very handsy defense, if you will, does that hurt the Big Ten when they get to this level, when they, they get away from playing each other, seeing the same group of, what, 15, 20 officials game in and game out? Does that hurt the Big Ten? Do you buy into that? A conference now that hasn't won a national championship in over two decades, going back to Michigan State. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, do you buy into that narrative? I I don't think so. I, I don't think they've been calling it very close. I think maybe that game last night was it, we were flipping back and forth, but Oregon State was shooting a bunch of free throws, and maybe it was. But, you know, if you look at Wisconsin, embarrassed Carolina. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just embarrassed. It really did. Rutgers was was a couple baskets away from, from being in, in, in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. So Illinois was terrible. Michigan State, we knew they were, they probably, I, I don't know. They they just, they got beat early. Um, who else am I missing? That, well, Ohio, Ohio State. State was a surprise. Yeah. But, they, but they missed Kyle Young. You know, and again, yeah. they're, they're a free throw away of, from from surviving and, and advancing, I, I think every team that, that that wants to win a national championship has that one game that you have to fight through. You don't have your best, and you have to find a way to get that win um, out of out of the six wins to win a national championship. And, and Ohio State just could not get it done. You know, now we'll we'll see today. You know, Iowa should win. Maryland plays. Who they got? I thought they have a team Alabama. Kind of get Alabama. Alabama. You know, yep. those Alabama. I can't name one team player on the team, <laughs> but you know, we'll see. And then Michigan. You know, they're they're going to miss Livers, but yep. so we'll see. But it it has not been a good tournament for the Big Ten by any means. No, Purdue. Um, yeah, that that was Purdue, a head scratch. Purdue. Yeah, yep. but again. Make some free throws, you know. Don't it's just craziness, yeah. No, yeah. no doubt. So, so give us the keys to the game. As we talked about, you're right. You're 100 yeah. percent right. It's a, uh, it's a lineup of guys that uh, well are running by. They're six five six 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 six. That's their starting yeah. five. Um, they do have a kid. They got a six eleven freshman who averages two points and one rebound and plays very few minutes. And they may be forced to play him against Luca, but they're going to try and get him in foul trouble. They're going to double on him. I would assume, and that's why they have to. Play more Keegan Murray, uh, but the key to the game for the Hawks to move on to the Sweet 16 is what? Yeah, so Oregon plays a lot of zone. So if they stay in that zone, Iowa's got to make shots. So I, I, I think it's I, I think it's double figures in threes, at least ten threes. Um, Luke has got to get touches, and if they don't double, he's going to have a you know he's going to go crazy. But, but but when they do, kick it out and knock down shots, um, handle the pressure, you know, and just. I think if they play their game, I, I think Iowa's got better players. They're a better team, but they just can't let Oregon go crazy. You know, this is a very veteran club. I mean, fifth-year type of senior, fifth-year senior type of kids, um, and they can score, they can shoot, um, but that size is is a big deal. It, I, I think that's something where you look at. I think they lost to USC with those with those Mobley mm-hmm. kids. Um, you know, size 
size is, is tough to overcome. And that's where Iowa's got to take advantage. So make their free throws. You know, Iowa has not been great shooting free throws. Um, they got to knock those down. But I think 10 threes, don't, don't turn the ball over. And, you know, again, five to seven point win. Is this a disappointing year if, if it ends today? Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. This is, this is a game that when you're a two seed and when we're, we're Iowa and Garza came back and Bohannon's healthy, this is a game that they, that they really have to win. Or, you know, if, if not today, you start thinking, when's it going to happen? You know, when, when are they going to have a two-time consensus All-American? You know, when are they going to have these types of players on the court at the same time? Yep, absolutely. Good stuff, Keep Wade Looking, Bill. Appreciate you coming yep. on. Hope to uh, preview Thanks, the, uh, the uh, Sweet yep. 16 with you. Yep, take care. Good to All talk right. to you. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Wade Looking, Bill. Uh, Bo Borowski is one of the officials. Oh, no. Yeah, they have not announced the entire crew, but Tom Kakert has tweeted this, and Leistakow has confirmed. Bo Borowski. They do not get along, uh, him and Fran, very well. Here we go. You get, what's the other kid, uh, The other guy's name that with the, all the, uh, the Bioval dude? Paul Sells, says, however you pronounce it. Right. Yeah, that's uh, the one that has not done a game, though, since he was called out by Connor and Jordan. Right. right. He has not done an Iowa game. Borowski, he's he's actually not the be- worst of the bunch. They had their big blow up years ago. That was a Fran Wisconsin ejection game, and it was really salty at that time. But remember, we're talking what was that seven years ago now? That was a long time ago. Since then, the relationship seems like it has been better. Not great, <laughs> better. Here we go. Indeed, we'll take a timeout. Come back. Finish the hour. Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty KXNO one hundred six. minutes before the hour of 11 big 12 conversation coming up matt poston's heartland college sports and then we will uh, recap the uh, tournament thus far with chris dobertine uh let's get steve in here steve thank you for being patient uh take it away steve how are you good hey guys i was just and i've been kind of saying this all year uh maybe not in your guys' show but uh this is kind of the year of the seniors and or the the year of the the team with the least amount of general turnover from year to year, just with everything that's been going on, the lack of uh, practice time before the tournament or before the season, uh, all the COVID holes that are going on. It seems like the the teams that are that have those seniors are the least amount of turnover, where people know, especially on defense, like uh, they can't remember who Texas just lost here. It's escaping my mind, but Abilene Texas, Christian. They, there you go. They forced Texas into 22 turnovers. Yeah. I mean that's just knowing knowing where you're mm-hmm. where you need to help and where you don't need to help and where where your guy's going to be and a lot of these teams that have a lot of turnover or have a lot of freshmen and sophomores don't have that that playing time with each other that they really need in a, in the game of basketball it's a little bit different in football you can go run a route but you know in, in basketball you have to know where your teammates are going to be at all times Baylor kids come back for the most part. That's a veteran. Steve, Loyola. I think you make a, uh, you make a very uh, solid point, Steve. Appreciate the call. Um, that's a good point. Good point. And speaking of experience, Oregon is one of the most experienced mm-hmm. teams in the country. Two transfers, right? Yes. Very old team, I mm-hmm. guess would maybe be a better mm-hmm. way of saying it. A team still alive that kind of fall in that category. Colorado will play today. Mm-hmm. Abilene Christian, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most veteran teams, Loyola. Creighton's got some dudes Creighton, been around for a yep. long time. That's another one, too. Do you like Creighton today against Ohio? Uh, I am like the Ohio story. Yeah. I, I thought Creighton 
kind of pulled one out. I, I didn't think they were going to win. Right. I don't think they should have. Uh-huh. I don't think you. the better team necessarily won that day. Got yeah. that victory. Yeah. That's the direction I go. This Ohio team is good. They got a pro. Yes, and they do. That you, so good. When you have a pro that goes a long ways, yeah. Preston, he can score everywhere. Yeah. He, How many did he have? Yeah, 20-something the other day? Yeah. He's really good. He outclassed Io DeSumo when they played earlier this season. Think about what you just said. Yeah. Right. That's how good and yeah. talented this guy is. And, and Creighton, it just, they got down early. I thought they were done. I uh-huh. thought they were going to yeah. turn it in after the tumult they've had over the last few weeks. I thought that was going to be credit to them for coming back, but I'm grabbing the Bobcats and the money line today. That's one of my wagers. You know, one of the things we say goodbye to so many of these kids, right? You just mentioned two of them, Cunningham, DeSomo, Kofi Coburn. Mm-hmm. So many guys that just entertain the hell out of you right. throughout the winter months. This is it, and it ends for everybody except for one team, and one will cut down the nets two weeks from tonight. Gonzaga Baylor. Feeling that way. Yeah, it does. But we haven't had a very good feel for this tournament so <laughs> far, have we not? Uh, hour two coming up next. Big 12 conversation kicks it off with Matt Poston's 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM.